Well, John, today we had the pleasure of speaking with Patty Brennan about the importance or the power in connecting and educating with clients' adult children. Maybe they're in high school or in college and, and facing some life decisions as it pertains to things like leasing or buying a car or paying off a student loan or maybe even engaging in their first 401k for their first job. I know that I remember that day fondly. I uh, brought home the new hire paperwork for my first job and sat down with my parents and stared at the blank uh, page and said, what should I fill in here? And I know I certainly would have valued having a financial professional that was willing to educate me at that point and help me understand the power of planning, even at a very young age. It's funny, Julie, uh, my eldest daughter just acquired her first car payment. Well, the car came along with it, right? But it took me back. It took me back in my life to that first new car that I bought. And I remember having to have my mom co-sign for it, walking out the door, driving home, thinking I just made the biggest mistake in my life because I'm spending like 25% of my take-home pay on a monthly basis. And, uh, and so, yeah, I think these conversations are important, but it's an interesting conversation for financial professionals to have about how they handle these situations. I couldn't agree more. Well, John, let's go talk to Patty. Hi, I'm John. And I'm Julie. We're the hosts of the Hartford Fund's Human-Centric Investing Podcast. Every other week, we're talking with inspiring thought leaders to hear their best ideas for how you can transform your relationships with your clients. Let's go. Today, we're pleased to welcome Patty Brennan to the, to the podcast. Patty's a graduate of Georgetown University. She's a certified financial planner, and she's CEO of Key Financial Incorporated. Patty not only provides comprehensive wealth management, she and her team create integrated strategies that are unique for each client. Patty is not just a number cruncher. She has the ability to see the impact of small details in the big picture, and she's known for communicating complex financial concepts in simple, meaningful terms. Patty's consistently ranked year after year as one of America's top financial advisors. As a wife and mother of four children, Patty has learned to balance the most important job in the world with the needs of a growing company. Her husband, Ed, also owns a business, so their children have a real understanding of what it's like to be entrepreneurs. Patty's a believer in giving back and currently resides, resides on the boards of Brandywine Valley, YMCA, Cuddle My Kids, Royal Alliance Advisory, and eMoney Advisory. Patty has served her community over the years in a variety of ways, including Chester County Hospital's main board and former chairwoman of the Retirement Plan Committee, Chester County Hospital's Foundation Investment Committee, the Chester County Economic Development Council, Southeastern Pennsylvania's Development Council, and the Royal Alliance Advisory Board as a former chairwoman. Her favorite positions included her work at St. Agnes as a kindergarten CCD teacher and field hockey coach and lacrosse coach. And Patty, what did you ever do in your spare time? <laughs> no such thing when you're in this business, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Thank you, Patty, so much for being here with us today. We're really excited to dive into the multi-generational family topic. And what I mean by that is, I know, Patty, you've shared with us that, that many of your clients have said through the years, gosh, Patty, I wish I had met you when I was younger, or I wish I had sat down with you 20 years ago. 
And I think oftentimes we can all agree that our clients are looking for someone to counsel their their children that maybe are still in high school or, or in college. They're making some major life decisions or trying to determine things like, do I buy or lease a car or do I pay off that student loan? And Patty, I know you've done such an incredible job of when you take on a client, you take on their entire family as a client. And we're excited to learn from you today some techniques and ideas how, how our financial professionals that are listening can engage with the entire family and truly be that valued resource to especially the young adults. So thank you again for being here. I guess to start, could we ask you, how do you engage in this conversation with your clients in terms of bringing the whole family into the financial discussion? It's a great question. You know, it typically in these meetings, you know, one of the most important things that I want to learn about are the, are the finance, family dynamics. And um, I usually bring up my own family. I'm a mother of four. Each one of my children is unique uh, in their own right. Um, and, and then I go into, you know, I've had a lot of many other families, parents, things of that nature, who have basically said, and I'll always paraphrase it, you know, I think this is so important. I wish we had met and started this when we were younger. And I think about my own children, but they don't want to listen to me. They don't want to listen to us. And at that point, and I continue to tell the story, and I just want you to know that if that ever, you know, if, if the kids ever have a question, whether it be either they're starting their first job and they've got these benefits, these 401ks, feel free to have them give us a call. Um, I will sit down with them. A member of my team will sit down with them and we'll go over all of their benefits, their 401ks, and really teach them some of the fundamentals that none of us got when we were in high school or college. Uh, we have an internship program I think I've told you guys about. Um, it's, a, it's an 11-week internship program for juniors in college. We only have four kids. And I call it the missing semester because this is the stuff that the kids aren't learning in college. And it's basic stuff. What is a 401k? What's a 403b? What's a mutual fund or, and, and what's this ETF thing? So really talking about the fundamentals. Now, some of the kids know it and some of them don't. And honestly, we like to have a diverse pool of interns um, just so that they can get an understanding that this is not common knowledge. Um, so I, I talk about those things. I, you know, we bring up the subject and a lot of times the parents will say, wow, will you really do that? And of course we will, it doesn't take long. It's an hour of our time. We've even met with those same college graduates and you know, worked on their resumes with them, taught them interviewing skills. We do mock interv interviews. And anybody listening to this podcast today, you can do that too. And I'll tell you what, there is just nothing like, you know, it's one thing when we help our clients, it is quite another when we help their children. Patty, I have one major concern, and that is if I sent my kids to your internship, I wouldn't get that joy that every parent gets to gets to see, which is when your child gets their first real paycheck and they go, where did all the money go? Taxes. <laughs> you know, oh. So. <laughs> oh, you are so right. You know what, John, I can totally rate, relate. In fact, my son um, is moving out of the house and he just literally yesterday had to put his deposit down for his new apartment 
and he came home and he's moaning and groaning. It's like, oh my gosh, the, they took a third of my savings. It's taken me a year to get that money saved and a third of it just evaporated into thin air. And I didn't say a word. I said, you know, yeah, that's the pit. Of course, the mom and me is thinking, yeah, welcome to the real world. Yeah, right. They don't want to hear about the real world, right? They just, sometimes they have to experience it. Um, I think what we can probably do is just make that, make it so it's not such a hard landing. Well, Patty, from an advisor standpoint, uh, I'll, I'll be the skeptic on the podcast today, which uh, what would you say to the advisor that says, hey, look, you know, from time to time, I help, you know, kids if the clients say, hey, can you talk to them? But, uh, but really, I don't get paid. They don't have any assets. They don't, you know, do I really have the time to spend with them? When you look at your practice, and this is something it sounds like you do pretty regularly, um, how do you think about that aspect of serving serving the client? I mean, let's be right up front. The question is, how do you get paid for what you're doing for them? You don't. And that's got to be okay. The way that you are getting paid is you've got this amazing annuity, and that is a client for life. Okay? This is one of those things you do, not for the money, but because of the bond that you are, you are creating with the parents and also with the kids. I mean. How many studies have we all read about the number of children who, you know, when they inherit the money, they do not stay with their parents' advisor? It's because they don't know who that person is. They only work with old people, right? That's not, that's not what we're building here. And, you know, some of the work that we do, guess what? We're not going to get paid. You know, it's, it's, you got to be okay with it. I, I, that's my feeling about it. We do just fine in this industry. Thank you. And, and, and I will also say from a practical perspective, you're not taking these people on as clients. You're spending an hour giving them tips, ideas. You, everybody is listening today. You can come up with some tips and things that practical, you know, things to get these kids started on the right foot. A few lessons, you know, uh, you know, a, a tidbits. I mean, we don't even think about it anymore. It's these 10 things. This is what you talk about and send the kids on their way. Patty, obviously, is the leader of your team. I'm sure your, your time is spread thin and, and obviously you have many uh, competing priorities. How have you engaged your broader team in order to, to have these conversations or is that a part of your process? Have you assigned uh, roles and responsibilities to others in order to be able to engage in these deeper conversations with the next generation? For me. I can just say it's been much more informal. Um, there was a point a few years ago where, um, you know, we were thinking, gee, this is the future. We should be engaging these young adults, these young families. And I really honestly push back on that because that's not practical. We could end up with, you know, hundreds, if not a thousand or more young families and then the math doesn't work. It's not a practical business model from my perspective. Now, having said that, for existing clients taking care of their children, you know, this is probably one of the greatest training um, modules we have. And that is, for example, and, and, and you, just to kind of give you a feel for my business model, you've got me, I am the advisor, but underneath me, I've got a bank of say 40 year olds who have been with me for 10, 15 years. And underneath them, they are mentoring the bank of 30 year olds. 
So for these young families, we are mentoring the 30 year olds and saying, okay, this is your baby. This is how you're going to learn how to talk to a client. These are the ways that you can present and let them develop their own style. We'll give them the 10 bullet points uh, that should be covered in the meeting and let them run with it. And, and I found that that's the most effective. I also like to have someone who might be more senior. Um, for example, I just finished a meeting earlier today. Someone else ran the meeting, but I was there. Um, fortunately, it was a phone call. I don't really like to be in the room personally, because if I'm in the room, clients will always kind of look at me instead of the other person that should be leading the meeting. Um, but for phone calls or even Zoom appointments, I will turn off my camera and turn off and mute my, my microphone and just listen in so that I can provide some feedback after the meeting to that young advisor. And Patty, a question I have. So we, we kind of glossed over a few of the topics, but if I were to ask you to kind of backtrack a little and just uh, list out for me some of the top topics that you get requested to talk to these young people on, if you were to kind of just throw them out there off the top of your head, what would they be? You know, the things that come to my mind are, you know, to encourage the kids to, you know, if it's practical to live at home for a year or so, get used to the new job and get used to maybe saving money. Pretend, for example, that they are paying rent. And instead of paying rent, just start to stash that in that savings account. Uh, that's how Jack was able to accrue, you know, what he was able to accrue because he just put it in a separate account. Um, and that also gets them in the habit of saving. Um, another thing that to me is a, is kind of a line in the sand is teaching them about the 401k and explaining to them that, you know, it's going to be different than their parents and their grandparents pensions are going away. So 10% is the line in the sand. No ifs, ands, or buts. They've got to sign up as soon as possible and put 10% of their income into the Roth, into the 401k. Then I do go into the difference between a Roth 401k and a regular 401k. And depending on the person and, the, and what they had studied and what their goals and objectives are, I'll probably recommend starting out with the Roth 401k. There's a little bit of sneaky logic to that also, um, because, you know, just as lifestyle inflation can impact all of us, it really impacts the kids. You know, like, you know, thirsty Thursdays can turn into, you know, frenetic Fridays and saturated Saturdays, and they won't, they're not saving any money. So it's kind of a sneaky way of making them pay more taxes now, reducing their cash flow, their, their net cash flow after 401k, after taxes, giving them a little bit less money to live on and helping them to make, you know, again, better lifestyle choices. Um, as part of our internship program, we do a, 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 uh, they do a financial plan um, on, you know, basically they, they do a kind of a mock, um, mock play for us and they have to justify recommendations. But, but basically it's for their first five years after they graduate from college. And what was interesting this summer is that this group decided that for Lauren, who was the one who was graduating and, and getting the job, that 
she couldn't afford to get an apartment by herself, that she was going to have to get a roommate because between, you know, rent, a car payment, car insurance, all the things that do occur that she couldn't afford as much as she wanted to, she couldn't afford to live alone. And that was a good choice, right? So, um, you know, that's the, that's the kind of thing. Um, we talk about, uh, you know, if, if they're doing their 10% and they can do 12, do 12. Or if, for example, saving for, you know, a down payment on a home is an important thing that they'd like to do. Get them started on a, you know, a, a dollar cost averaging automatically yank out of the account so they don't have to think about it or they don't get to think about it. $25 a month into a mutual fund every month. Just get in the habit of saving money because when they start doing that, it's going to feel uncomfortable when they have to stop, right? So again, that's part of that ed education and building credit, the importance of their FICO scores because when they're interviewing for their first job or their second job or their third job, if they have a bad FICO score, they're not going to get that wonderful opportunity. So the importance of their credit rating, can't emphasize it enough. We had a young lady who um, didn't realize that she uh, had a student loan and for a couple of years wasn't making payments on the student loan. And her FICO score, she couldn't understand why her score was so low because she paid her rent on time, she paid her car payment. She just didn't realize it. So it's important, it's really key to make sure that they understand the importance of their credit rating. So it's those kinds of topics that, you know, mom and dad may have talked about uh, with them over, over their, you know, high school years and college years, but now that, this is when it really matters. Patty, I think that's so spot on and, and you're right. Something like credit, it's a bit intangible, right? We, we don't necessarily hold it or see it or do anything with it, but it's one of those things that can close doors in our life before we even realize it if we don't cultivate it and, and treat it carefully. I'm curious, just from a scalability standpoint, obviously you covered a lot of different topics and all such crucial foundational pieces when one is starting out in life and, and sort of building their future retirement plan. Have you compiled as a team various tools, whether they're articles or calculators or just resources that, that makes this process a little bit more leverageable for your team as opposed to kind of creating any sort of one-off resources, uh, conversation to conversation? You know, Julie, it's a good question. The answer is no. I think it's a great idea though. <laughs> it's a great idea to just, you know, when this happens, this is what we do. It, ironically, we have that in every other area of this business, uh, whether it be financial planning, even from the very beginning, everything is workflowed, everything is automated. From the moment that first phone call comes in, this is what happens next. This is what happens, you know, second, third, fourth. I'm not even involved in it. And yet somebody's writing a handwritten letter to that prospect. So these are the things that just make our, our businesses scalable. This is not one area that I've felt the need to scale. Um, but just like everything else, it can be. I, I would say that for us, it hasn't been to the point where we have to. Um, I think maybe in a way, in a backdoor way, it might be okay because, again, to me, far more, it's important for the families. It's important for those kids. For me, what we get out of it is, is tuition. 
I mean, it's a great way for young people to feel more comfortable being in the, in the conference room talking with clients, no matter how old they are. And you don't, you don't, they're not going to know until they do it. You know, I often use the metaphor of, you know, when our kids were 16 years old, right? Learning how to drive a car. There's just so much they're going to learn in the passenger seat. Much as we dread it, and I as the business owner and as, as the lead, you know, advisor, it's like, oh my goodness, they're meeting with a client. I hope it's going to be okay. You know what? It's the same thing. We got to give them the keys to the car. It's the only way they're going to learn. And so as it relates to this topic, I think it's a great way for them to learn with less to lose. Patty, a quick question for you. And, and that is uh, a little bit off the path of education, but as you're working with these, uh, the, these young adults, do you ever utilize your network to help give them job ideas or interview opportunities? I remember our friend Joe Coughlin saying, if you can ever do anything for the child or the grandchild in terms of a, even a job interview or putting people together, is that crossing the line or is that something you would keep your eyes open for? Oh, absolutely. No question about it. I think just in general, Anytime you can do that for anybody, um, definitely want to do that. It could be a phone call. It could be an email. Yes, it's time out of your day. I can't tell you this year alone how many people I've reached out to on behalf of others. Um, I just know how much it meant to me and my kids when they were first starting out. And we are all in a wonderful position of influence. Um, even if you don't feel like you have the influence, you'd be surprised some of the people that you, you might know. And somebody might know somebody else, not, might know somebody else. You know, this is a true story. And I'm, I, I'm, it's kind of ironic, I'm telling you, but have you ever heard the term, you're nine people away from the Pope? Well, let me tell you something. There's a possibility that when we go to Italy in May, we just might meet the Pope for exactly that same reason. So you just never, ever know, right? And so anytime you can help those kids, anytime you can help anybody, absolutely. Um, again, even it, it doesn't have anything to do with their money. Isn't that funny? You know, it just, but that's the kind of stuff that will keep clients for life. And honestly, it makes it personally rewarding for me as well. That's that feel good. At the end of the day, we all do quite well. Why are we doing this? Why are we, why are we? Why is my friend laying in bed with a great toenails and I'm still sitting in front of a computer? Is it because I want to be sitting in a computer in a beautiful place? No, it's because this really is meaningful work that we get to do. And that's how you do it. Absolutely, Patty. Well, thank you so much for sharing those ideas on engaging with the next generation. And I'm confident you have many very grateful parents in, in, as clients that so appreciate the guidance that you've given their children and obviously many uh, very deep and longstanding relationships as a result of, of having these conversations so early in life. So thank you for the guidance and the tips and the tricks. We truly appreciate it and, and for your time today. And for those of you listening, Patty has a podcast of her own. It's called The Patty Brennan Show. So wherever you see your podcast or seek out that information, be sure to visit her podcast for more engaging and timely ideas for you to continue to deepen the relationships and grow your practice. On behalf of all of us at Hartford Funds, thank you again, Patty, for being here with us today. Thanks to both of you. And thanks to all of you for tuning in to this today. Thanks again. Thanks for listening to the Hartford Funds Human-Centric Investing Podcast. 
If you'd like to tune in for more episodes, don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, or YouTube. And if you'd like to be a guest and share your best ideas for transforming client relationships, email us at guestbooking at hartfordfunds.com. We'd love to hear from you. Talk to you soon.